It's the Pete Callender Show. With more than 20 years as a reporter and radio host in North Carolina, Pete Callender is helping solve the world's problems one podcast at a time. Because he's a giver. And now, here's Pete. What is going on? Welcome to the show. Thanks so much for listening. I appreciate it. Remember, subscribe. Go to thepetecalendarshow.com. Get the free daily podcast that you're listening to right now. want to thank patrons of the program as well. Folks like Grant and Ashley and Luann, uh, Billy, Andy, Robin, Lou, Bill, Richard, Timbo, Luella. Thank you very much for all becoming patrons. I do appreciate it. They get access to the live streams, the exclusive content, and uh, you can too. Just go to thepetecalendarshow.com and click the link that's at the top there. So Republicans uh, in the North Carolina General Assembly, they uh, run an anti-discrimination bill, and for it, they are, uh, they are framed as racists by the Democrats. That's the way things go. <laughs> So we don't want to discriminate. So uh, in this legislation, we're going to make sure you cannot discriminate based on race, sex, uh, or um, uh, disability. And uh, for that, they were accused of all sorts of terrible things uh, because the bill has to do with abortions of people based on race, sex, and disabilities. Yeah. So House Bill 453 it was run by four Republicans, Kristen Baker, who's a uh, who's a doctor, uh, Dean Arp, John Bradford and Pat McElrath, um, McElrath, who is from Carteret County, all Republicans. And uh, she spoke first on the floor debate. But I just want to say how honored I am to be on this bill, because I do believe that all babies born and unborn have intrinsic dignity and worth and should be protected from the practice of eugenic abortion. Eugenics is defined as the practice of arranging reproduction within a human population to increase the occurrence of heritable characteristics regarded as desirable. Eugenics has been used in attempts to systematically erase entire populations of human beings due to inherent characteristics such as ethnicity, race and yes disability true it's a tragedy that one that continues today tiny babies with down syndrome are denied their right to life due to an extra chromosome the u.s supreme court has been zealous in 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 vindicating the rights of people who are even potentially subjected to race sex and disability discrimination In fact, the inherent right against discrimination on the basis of race, sex, and genetic abnormality is protected by federal and state laws. And I was shocked to find out over 70% of these precious babies that get a prenatal diagnosis of Down syndrome never, never get a chance at life. Our state has a compelling interest to protect these children from discriminatory eugenic abortion. Right, North Carolina actually has a history uh, in in eugenics, pretty long one. Um, In fact, when the Republicans won control of the General Assembly back in 2010, well, in the election of 2010, and then they actually uh, assumed control the next year in 2011, one of the things they did was to run a 
a compensation bill for victims of eugenics that the state had engaged in um, for a very long time. The bill that Republicans are running this session prohibits abortions unless the doctor knows that the woman is not seeking an abortion based on race, sex, or the presumed presence or the presence of Down syndrome. Science tells us that positive tests from a non-invasive prenatal screening test can be wrong almost 50% of the time. According to a recent study by New England Journal of Medicine, a mother's DNA can even alter these results. Life and death decisions are made on these results. We are missing so many miracles. As my colleague, Representative Bradford, says, these are not individuals with special needs. These are individuals with special abilities. Nine states have already prohibited abortions motivated by a child's disability. Every single child bears the unmistakable imprint of our creator and is worthy of protection and support. All right, so this raises a very complex ethical question. Just because you can identify the race, sex, or disability of uh, a baby in the womb, does that mean that you can abort it based only on that criteria? If, uh, you know, if I don't want to have, like, what's the Chinese policy, right? Was, you know, one kid, the one child policy. And so they would find out whether or not the child is going to be a boy or a girl. And if it was a girl, they would abort it. Or if they couldn't find out before the baby was born, they would kill the baby daughter because the, the males were deemed to be superior in the Chinese culture. Is that acceptable? I would submit our society should say no to that kind of culling of the human herd. Eugenics, that's what that is. That This is the whole science. It, um, it, it, and I use that term very, very loosely, this quote, science. It's basically breeding. And these doctors back, well, now 100 years ago, out of, uh, I think, Long Island, actually, Cold Spring Harbor, if I remember correctly, they they started down this path of, you know, trying to uh, figure out how do we get rid of all the bad traits and how do we just kind of tease them out of the uh, out of the bloodlines. And they had all these charts going and they ran legislation and they passed eugenics laws in most of the states, North Carolina included. So this is not... Uh, it's not that long ago, and it's not beyond the realm of possibility. And, and yes, it's kind of horrible to think about all of these things and the ramifications of where that ethic would lead you, because it did lead to the Holocaust. The eugenics movement in America and the world, it's not just America, but the eugenics movement led directly to the Holocaust. So, like, to me, that's pretty clear evidence that we should all kind of come down against these kinds of uh, procedures based on this criteria. John Bradford, Republican out of Mecklenburg County, one of the other sponsors of the bill. My interest in this bill is is unique to most certainly the Down syndrome community. Next Tuesday, I will have my fourth employee here as a legislator of an individual with Down syndrome. His name is Matthew. You will see him with me hopefully a lot of the time. Um, I have come to know individuals with Down syndrome as uh, not having disabilities, but having very special abilities, uh, which is what uh, Representative McElrath was speaking about. 
And these are very capable, competent individuals who are ready and willing to work in our society. And this bill, I understand uh, abortion is a very heated and partisan topic. This bill is very narrowly tailored to the issue of allowing a terminancy of a pregnancy strictly because of these three items, and Down syndrome being one of them. And to me, the idea of terminating uh, a birth of a baby that never had a chance just because it, it has Down syndrome, and, and that would assume that all the screenings were positive and, and accurate, which isn't always the case, by the way, um, to me just is heartbreaking because these individuals have so much to give our society. Um, I understand abortion is legal in our country, and so outside of the confines of, of these three items, we're not wading into that. He also urged everybody during this debate to, you know, be respectful. He knows it's going to be emotional, but, you know, try to respect each other. And then Julie Von Hafen, Democrat from Wake County, uh, rose to essentially call Republicans liars. If we were truly authentic and are concerned for people with disabilities, we would not co-opt the mantle of disability rights, but would instead focus on the true priorities of people with disabilities and their families, including ensuring access to health care, education, employment, and economic security, as well as the ability to parent with dignity. People with disabilities, including those with Down syndrome, have fought for decades against laws restricting their bodily autonomy, their right to do what they choose, go where they want, make their own decisions, and be who they want to be. We can and should accomplish all of those things without restricting anyone's right to make decisions about their own bodies. Okay, so this became the Democratic lawmakers sort of consistent argument that we should not seek to limit abortions for these protected classes until we first expand government programs for the living, you see, in accordance, by the way, with Democrats policy agenda. I'm sure that's just coincidence. (laughs) It's simply coincidence that they want us to do what they want to do for the living before they will entertain any notions whatsoever of these kinds of abortion protections uh, for the unborn. (laughs) Right. Coincidentally, not a coincidence, by the way, that I have a mattress from Mattress Man. Uh, Not a coincidence, uh, because uh, we knew we wanted a good mattress. We knew we wanted a king and a memory foam. And so we went to Mattress Man and we got it. We got a great deal on it. And we've had it now for about nine years. Uh, You can score a fantastic mattress right now, plus a free box spring when you go to uh, Mattress Man and get one of the Biltmore collection mattresses uh, inspired by our very own local landmark mattress man is an exclusive retailer of the Biltmore collection made by restonic uh, these are the mattresses have an edge-to-edge sleep surface they have five support zones so you get the proper and correct uh, spinal alignment which you know gives you optimal balance of pressure point relief and support so you get a healthier more restorative sleep uh, and Synchrony Finance offers zero down, zero interest for up to 72 months for qualified applicants. They have tons of flexible financing options as well. Go to mattressmanstores.com and click the financing link, and then you can apply and get pre-approved immediately. They ship nationwide. Uh, They have a 120-day comfort guarantee, five-star local delivery service, four stores in Asheville, Hendersonville, and Arden. Experience the difference at Mattress Man, mattressmanstores.com. Buy local and sleep better. Next up, we had Representative Linda Cooper Suggs, a Democrat from Wilson. Uh, she stood uh, up on the House of the Floor and uh, essentially called the Republicans racists. This bill is built on the premise that women of color, particularly black women, seek abortions on the basis 
of the presumed race of the fetus. This is false. But that's okay. Hang on a second. That's not true. That's not true. The the reason why people like this category of, you know, uh, ending a pregnancy based on the race of the child, it's actually the inverse of what Representative Cooper Suggs is asserting here. It's actually the inverse. It's when a white woman doesn't want to have the black child, the black baby. That That's that's why you would abort the baby. I mean, otherwise, what, that a black woman wouldn't want to have a black baby? That doesn't kind of doesn't make sense. Oppressive narrative that women of color cannot be trusted to make our own decisions regarding reproductive, uh, reproductive rights. She's obviously reading from a script and poorly at that. But the uh, the the point here is, uh, I think that she's making just a completely ridiculous argument. And I don't understand. Well, I do understand why it's because she doesn't have a better argument to make. Um, this isn't about, you know, a racial component here uh, targeting black women. It's protecting black babies it's protecting babies based on whatever sex that baby is and whatever race by the way it's not just black babies it's all babies and it's also um protecting babies that have down syndrome based on that test that is done while they're in utero so that's to me pretty clear what this is but they're trying to make it all about what's happening once the baby gets out of the womb and they want to you know tease out these larger issues these these big structural racism types of issues Again, because it advances their agenda, which their agenda happens to be more government. Again, purely coincidental. It also forces people of color to justify their decision to have an abortion to their doctor. This bill is part of a national effort to drive an inflammatory and misleading narrative about women who obtain abortions and the doctors who provide them. Mm -hmm. The rhetoric surrounding this bill is disrespectful and disgenuous. This law would do nothing to address the very real structural racism that, that black and brown parents and children face every day. I'm, I'm at a loss. Don't know what she's talking about. Don't know how this relates. But then she goes on to object to the use of the term eugenics. The sponsors have invoked the term eugenics in their justification for this bill. The use of this term, this debate, is incredibly offensive and inappropriate. The eugenics movement was and is about reproductive coercion. Not only would this bill not end the practice of eugenics, but it is in reality an extension of this form of oppression. What? This bill is keeping us from doing the real work to end race discrimination in North Carolina. The sponsors of this bill are neither working to address the maternal health disparities that black women face, nor are they working to improve the quality of the life of black children. While we waste time and taxpayer resources in an effort to control people's bodies and futures. Bills like the Momnibus Act, Medicaid expansion, and the Healthy Pregnancy Act don't get the attention and votes that they deserve. Okay, so this bill, she said, is keeping us from doing the real work to end race discrimination in North Carolina. Why? 
Well, because the sponsors of the bill aren't doing these other things that I want them to do. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> Which she says would end discrimination in North Carolina. I'm not so sure about that. I think it just grows government. But uh, that was her argument. Representative Jay Adams from Catawba. A Republican, he then rose to defer, uh, defend the use of the term eugenics. This is eugenics. That's what it is. Just what you said. And what I want you to do, I'd like ask you to do this. Look up War Against the Weak. Look on Amazon. It's mm-hmm. a book. Edwin Black wrote it in 2012. It's about the eugenics movement at the turn of the century in the United States. It will set your hair on fire. What we did, it was the science of the time that we would help, we would help Darwin's theory along by using science to cull the unfit from our society. In North Carolina, the eugenics movement began in the early 1930s. It actually was established, the eugenics board was established in 1932, ruled unconstitutional, reformed in 1933, and it continued on until 1973. That practice in North Carolina was after the eugenics movement, which was a global movement, had discovered what Hitler was doing in Germany. And they had cooled off, they had subsided, but not in North Carolina. We picked it up and we used it in North Carolina for 40 years. I can't, I'm, I can't tell you how horrifying it is to hear the thought of calling the unborn because they don't suit our desires. By the way, sex-selective abortion is already prohibited in North Carolina. You cannot have an abortion based solely on the sex of the baby. And um, the sex selection abortions, according to the language of the statute, are used to prevent the birth of a child of the undesired sex. Its victims are overwhelmingly female. And so this would add the actual or presumed race or racial makeup of the unborn child, add that to a protected class, as well as the presence or presumed presence of Down syndrome. A uh, person shall not intentionally or knowingly perform, induce, or attempt to perform or induce an abortion of an unborn child if the abortion is being sought because of the actual or presumed race of the unborn child or because of the presence or presumed presence of Down syndrome. So that's the, that's the, the statute. It says the inherent right against discrimination on the basis of race, sex, or genetic abnormality is protected in federal and state law. See, I suspect where the rub comes here is there are people who do not want to argue when rights obtain. That's really the debate now. It used to be, I remember, you know, 20 years ago when I got into uh, radio, um, the abortion debate back then was always, when does life begin? Right. And people would get hung up on, well, I'm not really a doctor. Oh, are you a scientist and all this other stuff? Um, But because of advancements in technology, we we now pretty well understand life begins at conception. And uh, the question then is, when do rights obtain? When do human rights obtain? When do you get them? When do they start? At what point in the uh, maturation gestation process do you now have these rights that are inalienable to all people right and that's a much trickier and dare i suggest 
uncomfortable conversation for a lot of people to have who are pro-choice because when you start determining well you have rights from this point but not a day earlier you you begin recognizing how arbitrary it is right well what is it and this is why you have like the fetal heartbeat bills right that come about there's a bunch of them throughout uh uh, the states right now some of them under legal challenge um and so that's why you have like well if you have a heartbeat then that's a person and because what they're saying is then rights obtain when the heart forms and is now able to pump blood that's when your rights obtain and i kind of feel like everybody wants to avoid this conversation because uh i well I I assume the people who are pro-choice who want to avoid the conversation don't feel very confident in their argument. I suspect that might be what's going on. Um, Now, if you don't know what's going on with getting your house sold, it's just sitting there in this market, what are you doing? Get your house sold quickly for more money. Call Rowena Patton and her all-star powerhouse team. The phone number is 828-333-4483. Website is mountainhomehunt.com. And she's the official Homes for Heroes real estate agent in Asheville. This is a national program that gives buyers and sellers 25% back from realtor commissions. It goes to police officers, firefighters, healthcare professionals, educators, members of the military as well, so veterans, active duty, retirees, and uh, you keep more of your own money. And she's given back like $800,000 so far to local folks in those professions. Put her and her all-star powerhouse team to work for you, buying or selling. Call Rowena Patton today, 333-4483 mountainhomehunt.com tell her you heard it here and then start packing so the north carolina general assembly is running a bill that would uh ban abortions based on the race sex or disability of the baby in utero uh this is called uh the human life non-discrimination act slash no eugenics and it's house bill 453 And this came up for debate the other day in the General Assembly, where Representative uh, Gail Adcock, a Democrat from Wake, who is a family nurse practitioner, said she objects to hearing her medical colleagues referred to as coercive and that this bill, if it becomes law, would have a chilling effect on the patient-doctor relationship. So I'm going to read comments from a letter that was written on behalf of the North Carolina OBGYN Society. Their concerns are shared by the American College of Obstetrics and Gynecology and the North Carolina Medical Society. And I quote, while we appreciate the genuine concern many legislators may have about protecting children with Down syndrome, our experience as clinicians is that women and families facing the difficult decisions that can come with a prenatal Down syndrome diagnosis require a great deal of counseling and support from their healthcare providers, families, clergy, and many other members of their community. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, House Bill 453 would prevent women from having open and honest conversations with their doctor about their challenges and medical complications. It could prevent doctors from being able to share critical information that can help women and their families make reproductive health decisions with the privacy and the dignity they deserve. 
Based on our clinical experience, we believe government restrictions and mandates like those included in this bill will undoubtedly <clears throat> make the process of these patients and their families' experience considerably more difficult. In addition, it would make providing the best and most appropriate care to these women much more complicated, if not impossible. Okay, so isn't that just another way to say, hey, this law is going to restrict the ability to abort babies, which is the purpose of the law, I thought, right? Like when, they're, when, when she says, and she's quoting from the OBGYNs and stuff, and they're like, you know, this, you know, this is going to, you know, not help us help the patients make these difficult decisions. Well, what decisions are you talking about? You're talking about decisions to abort, right? based on a disability, which is what they're saying you shouldn't be able to do. <laughs> so, I don't know, it just seemed like another way of saying what the bill is going to be doing and that they're opposed to what the bill would uh, would do, right? They, they, they don't want there to be any limitation on their ability to abort babies based on disabilities, particularly Down syndrome. Okay. Uh, Representative Kristen Baker, a Republican from Cabarrus County, also a doctor, said that the bill is not about abortion. It's a non-discrimination bill, actually. And as a physician and child psychiatrist, I have spent my career dedicated to advocating for the most vulnerable. And I believe that we as a society are going to be judged on how well we protect those who may not or cannot speak up for themselves. And I would like to think that none of us here would deny the right to life to someone based on their sex, their gender, or their disability. Representative Dean Arp from Union County, a Republican, says technological advances allow us to know characteristics of babies before birth. And so society must decide whether it's ethical to eliminate people based on these characteristics. Overwhelming numbers of North Carolina citizens oppose abortion because a child will be born with Down syndrome. And that's a majority held across all demographics. The definition is given in the American Medical Association's Journal of Ethics in one of their articles says this, eugenics, defined here as practices and policies designed to promote the reproduction of people with desired attributes and thus avert the reproduction of people with undesirable attributes. For example, people with disabilities. The idea that the world and the people in it would be better off if everyone were born healthy, that is, without defect, is the essential principle of eugenics, translated literally as well-born. He also pointed out that uh, opposition to these kinds of abortions is actually strongest among young people in America, millennials and Gen Z. It is also... Uh, supported by a majority of pro-choicers. Uh, he then responded to Representative Adcock's objection to calling medical professionals coercive. It's indisputable that a number of medical professionals have advocated for Down syndrome abortions. As it states in the recent Sixth Circuit decision, academic literature confirms such practices within the United States medical community including examples of health professionals who gave family inaccurate and overly negative information 
perceivably intended to coerce a woman into a decision to terminate her pregnancy if the fetus is diagnosed with Down syndrome. Right, that came from the courts. Um, and then Representative James Gallier, Democrat from Nash County, a preacher, gets up and proceeded to engage in, I think, one of the ugliest displays of demagoguery that I've seen in a very long time in a floor debate at the North Carolina General Assembly. When I was first elected, got a handwritten note from someone that was formerly in the General Assembly. He's also served as Secretary of Commerce. And he said, man, congratulations on your election. One of the best things about being in the General Assembly are the people you're going to meet. You're going to meet some of the finest people. They'll be lifelong friends. He was right. People I caucus with, the people that I talk with, I already consider them lifelong friends. And then he said, the worst part of being in General Assembly is that every once in a while you're going to have that conscious vote. You're going to have that vote that you're going to have to vote for and you know the bill stinks. But your conscience won't let you vote no. That's the bill I'm looking at right now. I'm looking at this bill that's just a bad bill, but my conscience as a pastor won't let me vote against it. Mm. But it's a bad bill. First of all, it is the height of insensitivity to label it eugenics. The, the doctrine that Nazis used to justify slaughtering Jews and you want to label a bill that. Yeah, well, because it defines what the practice is, because that's what is occurring. Eugenics. That's what occurs when you selectively abort babies with Down syndrome. That's it's a form of eugenics. Eugenics, the very practice that's used not to keep women, not to abort babies, but the, the, the practice that's used to keep African-American women from even having children. Your, your solution to poverty, sterilization. Oh, and, and by the way, I think this is the same legislature that suddenly is talking about history, the history of eugenics, the history of what we've done in North Carolina, the history that has happened relative to race in our country. And yet, this same legislature says, oh, let us not dare teach kids that history. Okay, so now he's trying to conflate this with the critical race theory garbage and trying to say, oh, you guys don't want to teach history, but now you want to teach history. Again, opponents of critical race theory do not object to teaching history. And by the way, eugenics was also done to white people. Just a heads up, the forced sterilizations and such. It was done to the feeble-minded, quote-unquote, people. Yeah, that... There were a whole bunch of people that got sterilized under the eugenics programs uh, throughout America. So it's not just about blacks, although it is predominantly about black folks in North Carolina's history. What a hypocrisy. What a height of insensitivity to people of color. This brings us back to the Human Betterment League. That, that moment, you remember Democrats. that, my history buffs, the Human Betterment League where black people were called morons, where poor people were told they were not worthy of being able to be a parent. This bill is bad, first of all, because of the titling of it, eugenics. Life is precious. Every single person in this chamber, I believe, believes life is precious. And abortion is tragic. 
And I don't think there's anyone on this chamber floor that doesn't think abortion is tragic. What must a woman be struggling with to go through that moment of choice to be able to end a life? And it seems like no matter how long we're here, every session, the dashboard is going to light up like a Christmas tree at Christmas time with new legislation that's not really about good legislation. It's about power. It's about politics. It's about manipulation. It's about division. And here we are, another one of those bills. As a pastor, I've held babies a month old while they took their last breath. I've counseled couples in the ICU while the doctor extubated their child and while they had to breathe for the child because they knew the child wasn't going to breathe anymore. I've watched doctors who are heroic, who do everything possible that technology allows them to do to be able to keep a baby alive. And then every once in a while, in the midst of that moment, the doctor has to look at those parents and say that maybe, just maybe, comfort and compassion is going to be best for your child. And the problem with these abortion bills, every single one of them, is that we assume every situation is the same. And every situation is not the same. Okay, I don't think they're saying every situation is the same. They're saying in all situations where a uh, baby is being aborted based on disability, race, or sex, that that should not be allowable. Um, That would be the characteristic that they would share in common. Also, he's now called this bill bad, hypocritical, offensive, insensitive. It's about power, politics, manipulation, and division. Will he vote for it? <laughs> Will he vote for it? That's in a minute. First, let me tell you about General Equipment Rental. They get my vote, by the way. They've got my money, too. I gave them money for a weed eater, a weed whacker. Yeah, I bought one uh, in uh, anticipation of the new house. And I know I'm going to have to be doing some edge work, so I wanted to get a quality uh, weed eater. And so I got a Husqvarna battery-powered one. It's so cool. It's so light, too. But it's like, it's light, but it's sturdy. You know, like... A lot of times you think, oh, for you know this piece of equipment to really work, it's got to be you know heavy. Oh, heavy means good, you know. No, not really. If you're walking around with a weed eater <laughs> around the perimeter of your property, heavy is not usually good. Okay, so get a lightweight, strong, sturdy weed eater. Mine's a Husqvarna. They are also your official licensed uh, Honda outdoor power equipment sales and service provider, as well as for Husqvarna. They've got tons of deals on all sorts of uh, power equipment, battery powered, as well as gas power as well. Hedge clippers, they've got uh, blowers, they've got uh, trimmers and chainsaws. They also rent out tons of equipment. Uh, General equipment rental, after all, is their name. And that means they have got the big stuff. So if you need to do like a major project, like you're going to, I don't know, put in a driveway, you're going to like regrade your driveway or something. You can get the equipment you need at General Equipment Rental. They'll tell you how to use it as well. Uh, And they got great deals on this stuff. Go to their website, generalrents.com, and you can check out the inventory there, generalrents.com. They are conveniently located in Weaverville at the intersection of Merriman Avenue and Reams Creek Road. Family owned and operated for three generations. And uh, tell them I sent you. General Equipment Rental. GeneralRents.com. Think outside your toolbox. 
Representative James Gallier, Democrat from Nash County, uh, a preacher, speaking out against this bill that the North Carolina House ran the other day uh, that would ban abortions based solely on race, sex, and um, dis- uh, disability. And uh, so he's like calling the bill hypocritically, calls it offensive, it's insensitive, it's about politics and manipulation and division and power. It's terrible. He says this bill is a divide-and-conquer bill. This is a bill of desperation. This is a bill that says the only chance we've got to hold on to power is to divide people. After all, isn't that the playbook? Let's divide everybody, pro-life, pro-choice. Let's divide everybody, black and white. Let's divide everybody, black lives, blue lives. Let's divide everybody, conservative, liberal, patriot, progressive. So here we are playing out the playbook. Labels divide us. All right, so hang on a second. I do find this to be uh, quite comical that the guy who railed against people for opposing critical race theory um, now is subjecting to the labels, now is objecting to dividing people based on certain immutable characteristics, because that's what critical race theory is about, my friend. So you defended that. So this is this is gaslighting what he's doing. That's why I say this is like this is it's going to get him into some trouble. You're about to hear. Um, Although I think they should have come down a lot harder on him because uh, I mean, what he's doing is is ascribing motives to people and telling them that they believe things that they don't believe. And he's framing their opinions as rooted in some pretty evil, nasty stuff. And you know what? The folks on the right, they could have said those same things about you being you know, on the the pro-abortion argument side of this. Ah, see, but here's the question for the preacher, because he also he said all life is precious, and he referred to abortion as snuffing out a life. And so, is he pro-life? And is he mad that he's got to go on record now with a vote that's pro-life? And why would that matter? Because he's a Democrat. And that matters inside the Democratic Party. So he's attacking the Republicans for making him take a vote and outing him as a pro-life Democrat. Why? Because he's going to get a primary challenge then. <laughs> that's the that's the fear here, is that if you vote this way, which he has to because he's a preacher, and what would the flock say if your preacher doesn't vote against or doesn't vote for rather uh aborting babies based on the color of their skin so are you saying that you're okay with abortion preacher and so he doesn't want this out there he doesn't want to take the vote he i'm not that his position is hidden i'm not saying that but it it makes it it makes it a scorable vote when uh these progressive groups are you know doing their rankings you know conservatives do their rankings how conservative of a voting member are you or not and progressives do the same thing and progressives have targeted some of these democratic lawmakers that are too quote conservative <laughs> they targeted them because they don't vote the right way on certain key pieces of legislation and this is going to be one of them i suspect that's really what he's angry about and this is the irony of this bill The irony of this bill is that most of the people who think this is a good bill wouldn't even wear a mask to protect people's lives. This is the (laughs) irony of this bill. The irony of this bill is that most of the people who will vote for this bill, most of them, have no evidence. Representative Geyer, the gentleman will refrain from disparaging other members of this assembly or the gentleman will yield the floor. 
Yes, Mr. Speaker. Yeah, that's a rule. You can't do that. Every time we protect life in the womb and fail to pass legislation that protects life in the world. There it is. Then we are failing the life in the womb. There, see, there you go. There's the argument. That's the argument that Democrats keep making. They keep returning to this, which is you need to do everything that we want to do by enacting our policy agenda that grows government. Uh, you need to do all of those things. Otherwise, you can't talk about protecting the unborn because that means you really don't care about life. Which, by the way, you could say the same for the inverse, right? You could also make the argument that, well, you know, you talk about how you care about all these people, all these babies, all these kids, and you want to grow government Democrats in order to support all these people, yet you don't care about them in the womb, right? So the, the argument goes both ways. Embedded in this bill somewhere is a baby. This baby somewhere is in this bill. And eventually this baby will leave the womb. And this baby, according to this bill, will wind up in the world. And when this baby winds up in the world, if it's a girl, guess what? She's going to wind up living in a state that won't even pass an equal rights amendment. This baby that's embedded in this bill, when she is finally born, when she finally winds up going to school, guess what? She's going to go to a segregated school. What? You know why? Because we have economic segregation in our public school systems. And then if she Mr. Speaker, point of order. What purpose is the gentleman from Wayne, Representative Bell Rice? Would the gentleman keep his remarks on the bill at hand, <laughs> not hypothetically situations that Mr. may or may not happen? Mr. Speaker, the bill is about life. If the baby's okay. going to live, so, they're going to uh, have a life. So my chair is going to rule on this. Now, this is, um, this is a bill having to do with... Uh, when abortion is allowed or not allowed, it doesn't have to do with other things. The chair's given the given the gentleman uh, a good bit of leeway, but mm -hmm. as to bringing in about the bill, how to, to try to avoid other things. I know the gentleman's emotional about this, but let's try to bring it in about the bill, please. There is a link, Mr. Speaker. There is a link between abortion and poverty. When this child is born, they're going to join the ranks of the one in five children that are already living in poverty. I'm a whole life Democrat. I value every life. Life in the womb, a child that is an immigrant, a person on death row, a pregnant woman, a veteran trying to get medication, every member of the LBTQ community. At what point do we say as a General Assembly, we value every human life? According to this bill, we see a black baby that's a full human life. But when this black baby becomes a black man that's chased by a cop, it no longer has a full human life. Unbelievable. This baby Speaker, is going to grow Mr. up. Mr. Speaker, point of <laughs> Representative Gallagher, this, the gentleman will retain his remarks to the, to the issue at hand, or the, or the chair will take the, uh, the floor from the gentleman. Three warnings this guy's got. Every human life deserves to be treated with dignity. What I would hope is that we will find a way to legislate to protect the right of women to choose and the right of unborn fetuses. We need to do everything we can to offer real choices to women. Adoption, financial support, better health care. My colleagues have quoted the Bible. I'm somewhat trained to do that. Is God pro-choice or pro-life? 
Deuteronomy chapter 30. A place before you, life and death, choose life. The reality of it is we should not be wondering if God is on our side. We should be seeking to be on God's side. Something is, nothing's wrong with protecting unborn lives, but something is wrong with not fixing our healthcare system. Something is wrong with ignoring systemic racism. Something is wrong with denying economic empowerment to all families. So this is a bad bill, and I hope eventually we can protect all lives. All right, so for, he he was just about to hit that fourth warning. <laughs> so, it's unbelievable. Um, not unbelievable, although maybe kind of sort of the kinds of deals that you get at Old Grouch's military surplus, oldgrouch.com, they really are kind of amazing. Uh, these are real U.S. military surplus items. He's always getting new stuff in, so you want to check back regularly. He is your source for top quality American-made items, first aid kits, camp stoves, backpacks, ammo cans uh gun accessories so if you are among the you know many 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 record number of new gun owners you gotta gotta get the accessories and old grouch has got you covered go to oldgrouch.com. old grouches military surplus on main street in downtown clyde shop is open monday through saturday it's across the street from the anti-aircraft gun and of course 24 7 at oldgrouch.com. so after this speech one other member of the House was permitted to speak, and it was the original speaker, the bill sponsor, uh, Pat McElraft, Republican from Carteret County. And what Gal- uh, what uh, James Gallier did there, his speech, his accusations, the nastiness there, it left McElraft in tears. Oh, sorry. <sighs> That's exhausting. I just want you to know that I love all of you. There is no racism in my heart or no search for power. I do this for people like Jaden. Jaden's a nine-year-old that was at each of our committee meetings. And yesterday in Judiciary One, she sat while she listened to the debate on both sides. And she wrote out a note, which I would like to close with today, to read to you and let you know this is what this is about. This is about these special children who bring so much joy to their families, to the community, to their classmates. This is about giving them a chance to live to the 60 years they can live to. Please listen to Jaden. My name is Jaden, and I have Down syndrome. I know in my heart that I am God's child, and I love my life. I like to tell people about what I can do. I can draw play piano, and I can do all the things you can do. I like math, reading, spelling, and grammar. I like swimming, and my favorite stroke is first stroke. Thank you. This is what this is about. Question for the House is the passage of House Bill 453 on its second reading. Those in favor will vote aye. Those opposed will vote no. The clerk will open the vote. 
Clerk will lock the machine, record the vote. 67 having voted in the affirmative and 42 in the negative. House Bill 453 passes at second reading without objection. Will be read a third time. So what a perfect display of the kinds of struggle sessions that critical race theory proponents want to run in our society and run our society through. Because that interaction right there where Galliard is attacking the motives and the heart and the uh, the racism that, you know, that he perceives or assumes um, in the bill sponsors and what's her reaction. Right? It makes her sad, terribly sad. It makes her uncomfortable. Right. She cries because she's being misunderstood, like he's saying these awful things about me. And for the critical race theorists like Galliard, that's proof of her white fragility and it's proof of her racism. If you've never heard or read about the kind of critical race theory struggle sessions that these trainings that they put people through, that's a good example of it right there. It didn't matter what the nature of the bill was. It didn't matter what her belief systems are. It didn't matter. The only thing that mattered is her race. So, by the way, James Galliard voted for the bill. He voted for the bad, hypocritical offensive, insensitive, manipulative, divisive, political power grab of a bill. He voted for it. You know who else voted for it? Charles Graham, Garland Pierce, Amos Quick, and Raymond Smith. All black Democrats. Gee, it's almost like there's something going on there inside of the uh, the black community in the Democratic Party that there may be a difference of opinion about abortion And how dare the Republicans try to run a bill they believe in that might jam up some of these Democratic politicians? As as I said, I think that's really what angered him the most. Um, Let me get back to some of the other, uh, because one of the comments that was made earlier in the debate, Bradford talked about this Sixth Circuit Court of Appeals uh, that they ruled on this. And he is correct. Back in April, uh, a federal appeals court in Ohio Uh, said that the state can enforce a 2017 law that bans abortions when medical tests show that a fetus has Down syndrome. In a 9-7 decision, the 6th U.S. Court of Appeals in Cincinnati said the law did not create a substantial obstacle to obtaining abortions and it was reasonably related to Ohio's legitimate interests and that it was, quote, valid in all conceivable cases. However... There's another federal court of appeals uh, ruling on a similar law out of Arkansas, and that court of appeals found their law to be unconstitutional. The split could prompt the Supreme Court's six to three conservative majority to take up the case. And speaking of the Supreme Court and abortion, (laughs) uh, there is a case that is now going to be taken up and heard by the Supreme Court. The case appears uh, unlikely to settle the 48-year war over the constitutional status of abortion. It does offer the first opportunity, though, to witness the 6-3 to majority of George W. Bush and Donald Trump appointees in action on the abortion issue. So writes Dan McLaughlin at the National Review. And uh, he says it's probably going to be argued in the fall and then decided sometime in spring of 2022. And uh, he says that Roe v. Wade 
ba- was based at the time, 1973, on medical science as it was understood then and by Justice Harry Blackman, um, but uh, without regard for anything written in the Constitution. It was originally it originally divided pregnancy into the trimesters for the purposes of abortion jurisprudence. First term trimester abortions were absolutely protected from state law. You couldn't do anything in the first trimester, couldn't try to restrict that. Um, states were able to regulate but not ban second trimester abortions. Then came Casey, the, the Casey ruling Planned Parenthood uh, 19 years later, and it undermined the increasingly arbitrary trimester framework by shifting the focus to when the unborn child becomes viable to live outside the womb. And that reoriented the main thrust of abortion law around these regulations, uh, you know, what places an undue burden on abortions. The Casey standard also has nothing to do with the Constitution either. He says, in practice, it effectively asks the courts to use their own judgment to decide whether restrictions on abortion have been too effective. Anyway, point of this is that the issue at play here is a Do- it's called the Dobbs case in Mississippi, uh, the Gestational Age Act. It bans abortions after 15 weeks, except in a medical emergency or in case of a severe fetal abnormality. 15 weeks is in the second trimester. Even the abortion clinic that sued, um, they only provide abortions up to 16 weeks. Okay, so they don't even right, they, they don't even do it. A federal district judge in Mississippi issued an injunction against this law the day after it passed. Uh, the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Fifth Circuit upheld that inject, uh, injunction, and um, they concluded that it did not need to engage in any sort of analysis of any of the burdens or benefits of the law because it involved a ban, not a regulation. See, so this is... This is this could lay the groundwork for undoing Roe v. Wade, much like the uh, sodomy case out of Texas paved the way for gay marriage. You can read all about it at the National Review. I've got it linked up at the Pete page. Uh, thanks so much for listening. I do appreciate it. As always, remember, subscribe to the podcast at thepetecalendarshow.com. And uh, you can also become a patron there. You get exclusive merchandise. Remember, check out the vaccinated shirts. I find them to be high comedy, well, mildly amusing. We'll talk with you later. Don't break anything while I'm gone.